Have, there is actually a book, uh, which is called Yimei Chabad. That's a book that collects all the days that have a special significance to Chabad, which talks about, you know, the different holidays, the different uh, uh, occurrences that happened, you know, how that day spells out, you know, in history. There's a book about that. It's called uh, Days in Chabad, or Yimei Chabad in Hebrew. And that's basically a collection of all the different uh, special days that uh, you know we celebrate. Of course, today is is really special because we don't even say Tachanon. You know, Tachanon is part of the prayer, and today being the twelfth day of Tammuz and also the thirteenth day of Tammuz, which is tomorrow, twelve and the thirteenth, we don't say Tachanon because we we celebrate the redemption of the previous Rebbe. So we talked a little bit about it, but. Um, there are three actually particular events that took place today in the Hasidic community. Now just to give you a frame of reference, so you know, there were six Rebbes and the Rebbe, which means there's altogether seven. It started, we call him the Alter Rebbe. The book we studied from the Shulchan Aruch, that's the Alter Rebbe. Alter Rebbe in Yiddish means the old Rabbi. So he was called, that. his name was Schneir Zaman. You know, you can remember by Schneir Zaman, there's a lot of Schneir Zamans over there. He is the author of the Tanya, the author of the Shulchan Aruch. Now, the Rebbe, the our Rebbe, now is the, the is is the Rebbe is that's his name. I'm going to just say his name for the purpose. You know, we were trying not to mention the name, but we have all the Menachem Mendels, which are named after him. He was the seventh. His father-in-law. That's not his father. It's his father-in-law. That's his wife's father. Was the previous Rebbe. Now his name, just for your reference, his name was Yosef Yitzchak. So you got a lot of, thank you very much. You have also a lot of Yosef Yitzchaks over there in Chabad. There is plenty of Yosef Yitzchak and Menachem Mendels. You know, you have, this is a very, the most common name that you have. And Levi Yitzchak, that's the name of the Rebbe's father. But just so that you have the reference, we're talking about this day of Yud Beis Tammuz specifically is connected to the previous Rebbe, the sixth Rebbe, Rebbe Yosef Yitzchak, the father-in-law of the present Rebbe. That's the one, we call him the previous Rebbe because he came before the Rebbe, so we call him the previous Rebbe. So that is the Rebbe called the Rebbe Yosef Yitzchak. Three events in the life of Rebbe Yosef Yitzchak are connected to Yud based Tammuz, to the 12th day of Tammuz. Number one, he was born on the 12th day of Tammuz, that's his birthday. Number two, he was also brought in at the age of 15 to become party to his father's work. He became his father's personal sort of assistant and in charge of all his communal work and outreach. That also happened in Yud Beis Tammuz when he turned 15 on his birthday. And this is actually also the day in which the previous Rebbe was freed from prison in 1927. So these are three things as they relate to the previous Rebbe. There is also another uh, event of this day which relates to one of the Hasidim, one of the older Hasidim, which was a, a great genius. But let's talk about that first, that's short. And then we'll go over to talking about the previous Rebbe. Also in the order of time frame, the passing of this rabbi, his name, he made a sefer called Ole Yosef, 
and his name was Rabbi Eliyahu Yosef Riv, Rivlin. That was his name, Eliyahu Yosef Rivlin, from the city of Dribil. And he was a great scholar, a, a brilliant man, and he was one of the leading uh, Hasidim um, of the Mittele Rebbe and the Tzemach Tzedek. That's the Rebbe number two and number three. The Mittele Rebbe was the son of the Alter Rebbe, the first. The number two was the son of the first one. The number three Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek, and we have some pictures over there. You can see some of them. You can see in the pictures on the, on the wall. Uh, number three was the... Tzemach uh, Tzedek, he's known, he's also Menachem Mendel, his name was Menachem Mendel as well, but he's usually referred to by the name of his book, which he called Tzemach Tzedek, so they referred to him as Tzemach Tzedek. So this Rebbe Yahu Yosef we're talking about, he was a great chassid, he was a great follower and one of the main uh, outstanding chassidim of the Mittal Rebbe and the Tzemach Tzedek. Uh, at first he was in the city of Dribin, he was over there a Rav, and he was a Mashpia, meaning a Hasidic guide, a counselor, a Hasidic counselor. And later on, he became uh, the uh, Rav and the spiritual guide, thank you, and the spiritual guide for the people of the group of the Hasidim that lived in the city of Polotsk. By the way, my father, Oliver Shalom, my father, blessed memory, also learned in the yeshiva in Polotsk. One of the underground yeshivas that he went to was the yeshiva of Polotsk. As I mentioned yesterday, when we, make a, when we have a mezonos and we have a shahakal, first you make the mezonos and then you make the shahakal. That's the right. Baruch So now he says, there was once that the Tzemach Tzedek expressed himself. He says, I have two and a half Hasidim, he said. Meaning, you know, real Hasidim, two and a half. One of them was this Rebeliyahu Yosef. Now there's an interesting story. He ended up making Aliyah and going to Israel. So there's an interesting uh, story about that Aliyah, what he took. It says like this, that he became sick with a very... uh, very serious sickness, and they uh, doctors could not find any way to heal him. Um, and it was his life was in danger. The doctor said that you know he's in danger. And the interesting is that type of a sickness. You know we have in in, in as far as the laws of kosher. An animal, in order for it to be fit to be eaten, has to be a healthy animal. Uh, it's known what's not kosher. We call it trefa. Trefa, when we say we call, usually when we say something is not kosher, we call it trefa. Trefa, what it means is really that it can't live. So, now, in halacha, we have various different opinions with regards to an animal you know, sometimes you don't know when it's alive, but when you shecht it and you open up, and that's the whole job, you know, of a baidik, you know, he inspects the inside, and he makes sure that it's a healthy animal. Now, of course, you know, you're going to argue that if it's not a healthy animal, we shouldn't eat it anyways. So that means that it could be something bad. But, halakhically, we have to make sure 
that it's an animal that could live, that is not a uh, not a sick animal, not an animal that would have died, uh, or else that would constitute that would be trefer. Now, what exactly makes uh, when you check the inside, you check the lungs, you check the different parts of the animal. Now, uh, sometimes there is a dispute in the halacha about a certain uh, type of a blemish was something wrong with the animal whether her life was in danger or not could she live with this or not so sometimes we have a machlekes we have a disagreement between the rabbis in this particular case there was a there is a machlekes in one case between the Beis Yosef that is the um, author of the Shulchan Aruch the Beis Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Karu and the Ramah, Rabbi Moise Isolish in which that if that sickness that this he experienced as a human, the doctors told him, so what is the status of an animal that has that kind of a defect? There's a disagreement in halacha between Rabbi Moshe Yishalish, between the Ramah and the Beis Yosef. Now, Beis Yosef really is the Sephardim, they follow the Beis Yosef. The Ashkenazim, they follow the Ramah. Now, he said like this, in Israel, the rabbi in Safat was the Bes Yosef. He was the... So he says, now usually we have a, a, a ruling that when you are in a community where the rabbi rules, you have to follow the rules of that rabbi because he's the rabbi of that community. So the law remains like the rabbi in that community. So the rabbi said over there, listen, this sickness that I have is a dispute between the Bes Yosef and the Ramah. According to the Bes Yosef, this animal is kosher, which means that it's a sickness which is not life-threatening. According to the Ramah, it's a sickness which is, and he says, is not good, it's treif. So he says, I'm going to move to Israel. In Israel, the Beis Yosef, he, was the, he lived in Israel. So the ruling is like here, that means that it's going to be kosher. That means that my life is going to be spared because he's going to be, he is the rabbi of the community in Israel. And actually it happens. He went to Eretz Yisrael, because Beis Yosef is the ruler, and he was actually healed. He asked the Rebbe, the Tzamach Tzedek, his Rebbe, and he agreed, and he lived there for an additional 18 years he lived over there. And uh, actually when he went to Eretz Yisrael, he, he actually went and helped build over there the, the, the shul, the Chabad shul, and the, um, it brings down over here that he uh, built it. Okay, so that has to do with uh, with him. Uh, he used to travel to the Tzemach Tzedek from Israel. He used to travel to the Tzemach Tzedek. And it is told that when he used to come, the Tzemach Tzedek would have two lit candles to go and greet him. That's how much honor he would give him because he was such a uh, special, great, uh, great, great rabbi. And he, he, he built the Tzemach Tzedek. There's a shul today even in the old city in the old city in Jerusalem, he built that city by the instruction of the Tzemach Tzedek. So today, if you go in there, you'll see the Tzemach Tzedek show. That was actually built by this Chassid that started there. Okay, so this is uh, with regard to, yeah, what do you want to say? Go ahead. Not the last Rebbe, the Rebbe before. Is it with his works that the Russians are still holding? Yes. It's not so much, yeah, it's not so much his works that what you're reading about is his collection. The collection he collected, but that's from all he is That's right, and that he got down through all the generations. Through, so that's that thing. Yes, go ahead. Why is there not a new 
that's beyond this thing. But yeah. if you if you're going to wait till we finish, yes. then we'll we'll we'll, okay. we'll we'll try to address that. I'm not, not sure to your satisfaction, but we'll try to address that. Okay. <laughs> Now, there's also an So now let's go over to the second thing that happened. Now we're going over to the birthday that we're, was in, uh, the 12th day of Tammuz in Tofrej Mem. The way to always figure out the Hebrew date versus the uh, English date is the Hebrew date is basically we have to add 60 years. So, in other words, if we have a Hebrew date, uh, we have a Hebrew date of Tafrej Mem, which is uh, in the Hebrew, that would be 640, okay? 5,640. Like today, we are 5,773, okay? 5,000 from the creation of the world. Today it's 5,773. Uh, this is talking about, this was 5,640. That is when the, it was created. If you minus 60 years of 5,640, uh, then you will get um, uh, 18, um, I'm just trying to figure out the, the date that you'll get the date over there. You have to, um, it's going to be 80, uh, so it's going to be 1780 it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be 17, 17, 80, tough regime. Okay, but you know, we'll we'll have to figure out the dates exactly when it turns out. Uh, uh, No, I I mean 1881, I'm talking about. I'm talking about eight, this is like 1880. I'm converting the, 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 yeah. So from 1880 to then, that would be be the date. So the date is 1880. That would be the date, the English date. On the 12th of Thomas in the year 1880, okay, which is Tafrij Mem. That is when he was born, the, the, uh, the previous Rebbe was born, okay, on that date. Now, this is a very interesting story that his mother, the, 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 the Rebbe's mother, the previous Rebbe's mother, related about his birth. And she said that it was several years after their marriage, and she still hadn't had a child. She wasn't had a child. By the way, the, the previous Rebbe, who, who was born on the 12th of Thomas that we're discussing now, Yosef Yitzchak, the father of the Rebbe, he was an only son. Now we're talking about, this was, he didn't, there was no other, there was no other children over there, he was the only oh, son. The, the previous one. Oh, okay. Yosef Yitzchak, the previous one, the father of the Rebbe, he was an only son. Now, his mother related to him the story about his birth, what we're going to say now. So that it was, that it was several years after their marriage, she was married, his mother was married to his father, which was the Rebbe Rashab. He was the fifth Rebbe. The, this is the sixth Rebbe we're talking about. His father and mother was, his father was the fifth Lubavitch Rebbe, Shalom Ber, Shalom Dov Ber. Think about my kids, you know, there's the, you'll see, everyone, everyone has a name over there of the Rebbe. Uh, so the fifth Lubavitch Rebbe's was married to Sternesara, which was the mother of the previous Rebbe. Now, she, after she got married for several years, they didn't have any children. And she was very upset about it, that she didn't, she didn't conceive, that she wasn't pregnant. 
and she also was very young and she was far from home. She was like uh, homesick, you know, to, to the, and in Russia, it's not like today. It was in those days, it was, you know, you didn't get to see each other like, you know, a few times a year or even that. So she was, that was homesick. So sometimes it, ha- it happened one time, she relates, it was Simcha's Torah, and her father-in-law, that was the Rebbe at the time, which was uh, the uh, Rebbe Maharash, okay? So now we're talking about, this is the wife of the Rebbe Rashab, which is the fifth Rebbe, but the Rebbe at the time was the fourth Rebbe, which was the Rebbe Maharash. His name was the Rebbe Shmuel. Okay, you're still following? But in any event, she says, the Rebbe was at the time Rebbe Shmuel, the Rebbe Maharash, and at the time there was a Fabrengan, there was a, a Kiddush on Simchas Torah by the Rebbe Maharash, and they made a Mishaberach. And they made a Mishaberach for all the women and all the daughters that are part of the Rabbi's household. And it so happened that for some reason they forgot about her and they missed her and they didn't give me a bracha. And she was so in pain. And later on they went back and they made the Mishaberach but I was still so upset. He says, how could they miss me? Like, you know, that she didn't, that she wasn't in the original. And she, she went into her room and she started feeling, you know, uh, bad that she's not pregnant yet and that she's lonely and, and, uh, and the story with the Mishaberach and she started to cry. She cried uncontrollably and while she cried, she fell asleep. And she falls asleep, and she has a dream. This is the mother of the previous Rebbe telling to the, to the Rebbe, to the previous Rebbe, the story was born. So, during this sleep, I see that there was a very respectable person coming in, and he comes to the room, and he turns to me. And he says to me, my daughter, why are you crying? And I told the person everything that was on my heart. And the person told me, he says, don't cry my daughter. I promise you that this year you are going to give birth to a son. But I said, I have a condition to make with you. That as soon as Yom Tov is over, this was some Chastorah, he says, as soon as Yom Tov is over, I want you to distribute to Tzedakah 18 ruble. 18 ruble was a large amount of money. Give for Tzedakah 18 ruble. And that should be from your personal money. When he finished to speak, he left, disappeared, and after a few minutes, he comes back, and this time, he came along with two other people. And he repeated for them the condition that he made with me, and they agreed. And the three of them blessed me, and they left the room. After several hours, this was some Torah, and I guess a lot of people had to drink, it was Freilach, it was so my husband, which is the Rebbe Rashab, the father of the previous Rebbe, he returned and he was happy and he was very... uh, And he says, as he was walking in at the entrance to the... He made a tumble sauce. (laughs) And he was... uh, And he was in a very elated, uh, very good spirits. So I told him about the dream. So my husband quickly went to his father, to the Rebbe Marash, 
and he told him about the dream that I had dreamt. So my father-in-law called me, and he asked me to tell him the details of the dream. Exactly. When I completed to tell him, is to relate it, so my father-in-law said, the Rebbe Marash said like this, the first one that visited you, he says, that was the that was my father, the Tzemach Tzedek. He says, that was my father, the Tzemach Tzedek. And the two other people were the Mittler Rebbe and the Alter Rebbe. Those were all the Rebbe. So you have, in this whole story, you have the Alter Rebbe and the Mittler Rebbe and the Tzemach Tzedek, the three. They were the ones that came in. The Tzemach Tzedek came in and then they came back and made the blessings. No. Uh, after the Yom Tov was over, I needed to fulfill the condition. Where am I going to take 18 ruble from my personal money to give? She says like this. She says, I owned a sewn-up dress which was made in the latest style over there in, in of those days. It was like a, a very special dress. However, I guess it wasn't too uh, fitting with the Hasidic uh, garb. He says, my father-in-law didn't really want me to wear that, uh, you know, it was like maybe too, uh, too modern. No. Or too, yeah, it was modern, not in the, in the modern. But in any event, so I called a, a woman who was uh, dealing in communal ma- manners, and I asked her to sell this, uh, the dress. And from the money that I received for the dress, I was able to distribute 18 rubles for tzedakah. So the Rebbe Tzernesora concluded her story that in that year, the Rebbe Rayat, the previous Lubavitch Rebbe, Rebbe Rav Yitzchok, was actually born. So that is the story that took place when he was born. The next event that happened was in the year Tofrej Nun Hey, 15 years later, when the previous Rebbe turned 15. And this is the story about how, when he turned 15. 15. And that is the age in which his father, the Rebbe Rashab, has entrusted him and made him like his personal uh, secretary, the one who's going to deal with all, all his affairs. And this is written, the following is written by the previous Rebbe himself. He says, it was Thursday, the 12th day of Tammuz, in which I turned 15, it is that we came 15 years old, my father took me to the holy resting place, of his father, which was the Rebbe Maharash of Shmuel, and also his grandfather, which was the Tzemach Tzedek. Because at that point already, the Rebbe Maharash passed away, and the Rebbe Rashab was the Rebbe. When we came to the resting place, to the Ohel, the Holy Ohel, and there was a synagogue in front of the Ohel, there was like a place to pray, a synagogue, my father opened up the ark and he said as follows, I am bringing my son today to the Akedah. The Akedah is like Abraham took Isaac and he tied him up to offer him as a sacrifice. He's saying, I'm bringing my son to the Akedah. He says, when you bring an Akedah, when you, there is two. There is the one that is t- doing the tying and the one that is getting tied up. You have the sacrifice, the one, both of them. So he says, Avram Avinu, of blessed memory, he tied his son Yitzchak so that this should be 
no blemish. I too want that giving over my son that this should be properly. My father burst out in a very uh, deep cry. I didn't know anything about it. And I just started crying together with him. He was crying, so I was crying as well. Afterwards, my father taught me in front of the open ark a half of a chapter in the Igeris HaKodesh, the holy letters of the Tanya over there, the opening that begins with the words that they girded with strength her loins, which talks about the strength. And he turned to me and he said, in front of our holy fathers, I'm forming a covenant with you, he's saying to his son. And my father placed me next to him. He put his holy hands on me and he said, from today on, I am giving over to you the service of all communal in physical matters, spiritual matters. And he explained to me with great length what does it mean, Mr. Snefer, self-negation, total dedication, to even give up your life for the purpose of this mission of leading and getting involved in communal work. Afterwards, my father entered into the uh, gravesite to the Oihel. He went into the uh, place, the resting place. And I remained in the, in the synagogue. And I was saying Tehillim. But when I heard the Tehillim that my father was saying with such cries, and, uh, heartfelt cries, powerful, I also lost all control. And I started to cry as well. In the meantime, my father opened the door and he signaled to me to come in to the Ohel, to go into the gravesite. Come on in, my father said. Uh, and he said, You're my father, which is your grandfather, the Rebbe Marash, that's the Rebbe Rashab saying to the Friedrich Rebbe. And my grandfather, the Tzemach Tzedek, they will bless you. I was trembling, fear and awe came upon me. On the first instant, I was standing without being able to even move a foot or a hand. When I came to and I went into the oil, my father lived, lit 72 lamps of oil. He took me with his hands and he brought me within four cubits, four amas of the uh, grave, holy graves. He placed his hands on my head and he blessed me. When I heard his heartfelt cries, the inner emotional cries of my father, when I saw the tears that were running from his eyes falling on the floor, I, my whole depth I was aroused with. And when the Rebbe, the present Rebbe, when he related during a Fabrengen, a Yudbe Stamos in Tovshin Chai, this was uh, some uh, 50 years ago, uh, he says, this appointment was the beginning of the leadership that the, his father, the Rebbe Rashab, gave over to my father-in-law, to the Friedrich Rebbe, as much as you can be a leader during the, leader, during the life of the other leader. And the Rebbe related in another Fabrengen that when my father-in-law was 15 years old, his father appointed him as his personal secretary in all communal matters. There was a certain gathering of the rabbis 
uh, that took place then. So the Rebbe sent the Friedrich Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, as his, uh, his representative. But the Rebbe was very young. It wasn't like respectful maybe to go with all the rabbis over there sending like a, a young fellow. So he sent along with him also the Rashbats. That was his basically teacher. was an older fellow. Uh, the Rashbats was a very wise man. He was very, very clever. But the Rebbe Rashab told him, he says, I'm sending you along with my son, but yet you should know that the less you mix in, <laughs> the better. In other words, let my son be, he's the one that is authorized, he's the one that has the power. Well, because of the age thing, you got to go along, but let him do it, and you just be there to uh, sort of... Uh, so that was the second thing that took place. And finally, we have also the Yud Tamuz Tofresh Pezayin, which is why we don't say Tachman today, which is the... In 1927, which was the holiday of redemption, in which the previous Rebbe, Rebbe Yitzchak, was notified that he's free from exile. He was in the city of Kastrama. This happened on the third day of Tammuz, which is how many days before you based Tammuz? That's uh, nine days before. He, uh, at that time, the, the Friedrich Rebbe was punished at the time that for three years he has to be in the city of Kastrama. Is that Italian? The, no, that's in Russia. It's, uh, now, the group that was set up to try to save the Rebbe. They were trying to, uh, you know, to uh, reach the government officials and everything to try to see what they could do to save the Rebbe's life and to save him from this. So the people that were in that group, they decided to continue their activities, even though they successfully were able to save the Rebbe's life, and now he's only for three years sort of in, in, in exile, but they continue to work to try to find ways to completely exonerate, to completely free the Rebbe totally. So they turned, there was a certain woman who was, she was the head of the Russian Red Cross. You know, she was like the head, her name was Pishkova. And she was the Russian head of the Red Cross, and she put in a lot of effort by the government officials, the Soviet government official, so they should free the Rebbe. But on the other side, there was the head of the KGB, or then known the Gepo'u, that was known, that was known then, that they were in Leningrad, or today's Petersburg, um, and they would, um, his name was Messing, he fought against freeing the Rebbe. He worked not to free the Rebbe. And he threatened that if the Rebbe is going to be freed, and he's going to go back to Leningrad, he's going to arrest him again. Immediately. So, when the previous Rebbe came to Kastrama, he was instructed by the people of the, of the KGB, or Gepo'u, so that every Tuesday he has to come to the offices of the KGB, and so there was also on the Tuesday of the 12th day of Tammuz. When the previous Rebbe came, and he was, went along with him, was a chassid known as Rebbe Yochaim Altois, he came for his weekly uh, reporting to the officer of the, the KGB, the officer of the KGB received him with a very good countenance, with a smiling face, 
And he told him, you no longer have to come and report anymore. From this point, there is come, we've gotten an instruction to give you a whole complete freedom. And I am lucky to be the first one to notify you of this new uh, instruction. And you're free. But since on the 12th day of Tammuz, there was some legal holiday in Kastrama, and the office could not produce the document that he was a free person, that document. So therefore, he needed to wait to give officially till the next day, till the 13th day of Tammuz, to, till he finally got the, <coughs> the, the document. In his letter, with regards to uh, Yudbeis Tammuz, the previous Rebbe writes, with regards to the, that it's not just me, personally, that God has granted a redemption on this day, but also everybody who loves Torah, our holy Torah, the people that keep the mitzvahs, and even those people that are just called by the name Yisrael, in other words, they just say they're Jewish, but that's the extent of their Judaism, which means they have, it has nothing, it doesn't express itself in any other way, just by the name, or it's not even a full name, it's a nickname as we learned earlier in the Hayom uh, Yom, even that is, today, he says, the 12th day of Tammuz is a holiday of redemption of all those who are occupied in trying to spread the Torah, because in that day, it was known to everybody that the great service that I worked to try to spread Torah and strengthening our religion is permissible according to the Soviet law. There is nothing wrong against it. And that's why this is a day of redemption. And that's the reason why today, as well as tomorrow, we don't say the Tachanon is to celebrate and to remember this. Now, as I said yesterday, a lot of the celebrations that we celebrate are things from a distant future. So even when we celebrate for sure, when we celebrate like uh, miracles of Pesach going out of Egypt or Sukkot or from the Torah, those goes back thousands of years ago. And even Hanukkah and Purim are also longer. Even Hasidic holidays, the uh, festival of Yutas Kislev, which is a festival that uh, the Alter Rebbe was freed of prison, which, but it's also a distant it's was happened many years ago, like more than two, three hundred years, two hundred, over two hundred years ago. We don't relate so closely to that. But to this redemption of Yud Beis Yud Gimel Tamos, we are right the next generation. I mean, we knew people that were there at the time. I grew up with people. My father, Olav Hashem, was there at the time. He was one of the chassidim that worked along, and we know very directly. Had God not made this great miracle of Yud Beis Yud Gimel Tamus, we would not be sitting today over here. We are directly a result of that great miracle that Hashem produced then. Because my parents were part of that, the previous Rebbe, the Rebbe, this is all a chain that later on produced what we have here today. So this is something that we can really, really relate to, and we should really be grateful because all of Judaism was impacted, as we know it today, by the previous Rebbe, then by the Rebbe, and we are all 
the outcome and the result of that great miracle that was experienced at that time in 1927. So we shouldn't just take it as another holiday that goes by and okay, but when we don't say Tachron, we celebrate, we should really celebrate, we should really feel a thank you to Hashem for giving us the Rebbe, for giving us the previous Rebbe, for bringing us to this point that we should be able to uh, to celebrate. Yeah, what were you going to ask? Did you say that the document that the Russians gave said that it was not illegal for what the rabbi was... Not, that the document didn't say that, but the Rebbe said that it wasn't illegal. The, the Rebbe is the one that said that it was proven because they let him out, because there was nothing illegal in, in what they were doing. They were just trying to uh, to stop them, but it was illegal and uh, that I'm not, I'm not saying the document, but the fact that they freed the Rebbe means that they had no grounds of, uh, he didn't do anything wrong, you know, you know, he didn't do anything wrong, you know, I mean, he didn't, he did not, you know, do anything wrong, I mean, I mean, you know, it's a lot of times, religion, and they were against religion. that's right, and that, that's all that he did wrong.